Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Very hot already today. Judith, oh, shall we clap along to our so theme nice. tune? Yeah, well, however it sounds, I've completely forgotten. Right, come on then. Way Hey, do you know what I'm going to do, Judith, this afternoon? Well, I'm going to write some lyrics to that song. Ooh, that's a li- fancy idea. I'm going to write some lyrics and I'll send a bit like Bernie Topin and I'll send them to you, my uh, Elton John, <laughs> and then maybe you'll learn to play... This tune, the our theme tune, on the piano or the kazoo or the comb mm. and tissue paper. Yes, it's going to be the, what's that thing that everybody plays? A ukulele. It's going to be the ukulele, uh, uh, isn't it, unfortunately? Have you actually got a ukulele? Of course I have not. Is that what you take me for? Well, I don't know. I thought Jenny. somebody might, someone in the village might have given you one. I thought oh, maybe Patty might have bought you one. Everywhere <laughs> in the village. I yeah. cannot tell you. You go to any event, out they come. Oh, God, oh, yes. I'd, ha- I'd have to have a flamethrower, I tell you. Now, <laughs> shall I tell you what? I'm a bit late today. I'm a bit late today. I don't know about you, Judith. Do you ever do this where... Right, OK, for starters, may I ask something? Have you got a cleaner at the moment? Are you? Have you got your cleaner back? Very interesting question. We have, actually, we've been sort of paying her during lockdown. Yes, um, me too. Mike's yes. decision is, is much nicer than me. Mike's, Mike's decision. Um, and she very, so now I think, uh, well, basically we have got a slot in two weeks time because I think, you know, her, somebody's looking after the kids or whatever and she's allowed. Yeah. So basically the long and short of that is not at the moment, but come the week after next. Yes. How about you? Well, very, very similarly, interestingly enough, yeah. um, I've been paying uh, and um, I've been managing Judith. I mean, it might not pass muster to anybody with decent eyesight and uh, hygiene <laughs> standards. No, I could, but, I could vouch for that probably, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I have to say that uh, I don't... I, well, I was a bit late to the podcast this morning because I started wiping down. Do you ever get that thing in the kitchen where the light suddenly hits everything from a completely different angle? Oh, God, you, all you the time. You realise how yes! filthy. Yes, all the surfaces thumbprinted. are. Yes. Yeah, and then once you've seen it, you've got to do it. It's like seeing a weed in the garden. You see it, you've got to do it. Can't leave it then. <laughs> no, well, no. I haven't got the weed exactly thing yet. But, I, yeah, and so I started. And then I don't really have... The methods down right. I think that, you know, I don't think cleaners should be underestimated because I think they really know what they're doing. I think they yeah. cut their cleaning time da- down in half just by being really proficient. Yeah. So I obviously picked up the wrong cloth and oh, I, I put a bit of hot water on it and I, I think it had some grease on. And basically, oh. I was just wiping my cabinets down with a filthy, <laughs> greasy rag. And then, 
you know, I looked at that and I thought, oh, shit. Oh, I know. Then, I, have, you ever, have you ever done that with a window or, or a, you know, a really <laughs> polished? Oh, that is so annoying. I did that the other day. I thought, I'm going to have a go with these windows. Got it, Just like you say, I got the wrong duster, got one that I'd been doing, you know, with my nice oily, else oily thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I spent ages, thought, oh, yeah, that looks good. Then about five minutes later, all these bloody... Look like somebody got the fingers in the butter dish and just gone... <laughs> Fucking infuriating. Yeah, because then it's worse, isn't it? You, it's your fault as well. So yeah. um, that's that's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm with you now anyway. And uh, I want to start this uh, podcast, Judith, with a kind of public declaration. And it's a sort of apology and it's a thank you. I just want to say thank you to... We got some really lovely emails last week, uh, you know, wishing me luck about, first of all, hoping that my cystitis cleared up. Uh, I know, I was quite worried about you. I was. Got got hold of some antibiotics on the internet, love. Don't you worry. Don't you you worry about me. I did, yeah. I can give you the number later. I can give you the email address. I'll give you the link. I'll send you the link. Um, But last week got a bit complicated, not just because of the cystitis. Basically, Judith, I was reminded after the podcast that what I was talking about, which was possibly visiting my mother, uh, wasn't yet government approved. And I needed oh. to be more careful uh, in case I encouraged other people to do something that was still considered risky. Yep. So I just want to leave it right there and just say I'm very sorry about that and roll on post July the 4th when everything gets Absolutely. relaxed a bit more. I did wonder why you hadn't put some pictures, so that explains it. Uh, um, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. In it's good all go- time, it- you will. Yeah, it all got good. very complicated. So there we go. But you had family visiting. Yes, well, because we, yes, we, we met Ellen halfway, which I think you're allowed to do, aren't you, for exercise or something? Anyway, yeah, I mean, judging by <laughs> who the knows? Of bloody... Who knows, Judith? Oh, it's all so fucking complicated. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's got even more complicated now, hasn't it? We'd better come on to that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but judging, to be honest, by the amount of traffic on the roads, so I think everybody's <laughs> doing what the hell they like, I can tell you. Um, uh, so yeah, we met Ellen halfway. Ellen and Aaron halfway. It's quite difficult to say. Ellen Where is Aaron, your halfway? Where's your halfway? Um, Buck- I think it's called Buckinghamshire. One of those home counties. They all roll into one for me. You know, did you find you? a nice sort of grassy knoll or something? Yes, yes, we did. We found a nice, a nice park by the river, by the Thames. Very, very lovely. I took the picnic um, uh, table and those funny, you know, chairs that you wear at kind of um, festivals and stuff that are very uncomfortable. But you wear right? at festivals. <laughs> I, did I say wear? Yeah, 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 you did. But I'm going to let you off the hook. Hold on. You, I haven't got a picnic table, Judith. Oh, what? So no, I've minute. never oh, had a picnic on. table in my life or chairs. I'm, I'm, I've got a rug. I say, get down on the floor. Get oh, down. Well, get down on it. If down. you're picnicking, I'm not soppy picnicking. Picnicking with tables. Oh, you're very kitted out. Now, talk me through the picnic. I want to know whether you made or whether you bought. Oh, I made. Well, it's a little bit overboard because it's been a long time since I've seen, uh, well, Aaron, I mean, months and months and months. So I boiled a ham. Oh, my God, Judith. Yeah, in my slow cooker. It's like Boxing Day. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I didn't stop there. I did did Ellen's favourite potato salad with new potatoes, mint and peas and mayonnaise and... um, Spring onions, very nice. Salivating. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had I bought a side of of, of um, salmon. Went completely over the top. Oh my god, four you did. Yeah, I did. This oh, is like a wedding buffet. Doesn't stop there. Doesn't stop there. And then I saw in the Sunday Times a few weeks ago a thing where you could make your own sausage rolls. So I did that. You which, didn't. 
I did. Oh, oh my yes. god. Oh yes, I, I did. don't even understand how. Is this oh, rough puff so pastry, roughly tufty pastry? Listen, you bought yeah, your yeah, you yeah. bought the pastry. You bought of course the pastry. I bought the own pastry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bought the pastry. No, but listen, it was really really good because it was one of those nice recipes that looked like you could do it, you know, in two seconds, like with that. So. so so what you did, so basically you bought, you, you rolled out the pastry and then yeah. you bought some sausages, okay? You bought your sausages and squeezed out the sausage meat. And then I put a little, you know, a bit of kind of, you know, a few herbs and some, and I reduced. So you emptied the sausages yes, from their skins. Yes, Sort yes. of a bit like, because sausage skins are a bit like condoms, aren't they? Oh, so you sort much, of squeeze so. the meat out yeah, of the sausage condom into mm. a bowl and then yes. added some herbs. Yeah, I deconstructed then, them and then I yeah. constructed them again and then re- <laughs> into shoes. And then I did, and then, and then in the recipe, it's, you used yeah. to roll it up, you see, and you chop yeah. it up and then, and then you roll it in um, sesame seeds. They were an absolute triumph. I've got to oh say, my. they were a triumph, Jenny. Oh, my goodness. They totally sound delicious. And was there anything... Were they happy to see? Was it a nice occasion? It or was did you start lovely. bitching after... No, it lasted just about the right amount of time. Yeah. I think we left just before, you know, they got sick of us, um, I think. But then maybe that's how I judge it. And probably, that you know, it was it was a fine, a fine line. Yeah. Um, but it was very nice to see them. But um, do you know what? We were travelling along and I, I could, we had to go through Bicester. And I got this glimpse down one of their kind of avenues. Yeah. And it was just like Oxford Street full? on Christmas Eve. I mean, it was oh just packed shoulder to shoulder, shoulder. And you just think, well, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to be doing two metres. It was two metres then. I mean, you know, it is confusing. But people are getting very inventive. And um, the other day in the butchers, it was quite a sort of narrow place. You know, the counter, there's not, not much yeah. room. And they got this sign that said, if you can't pass safely, you know, at socially distanced from your next customer you have to turn back to back and go kind of like that like a sort of line dance i like, like it, we're all gonna break I think into it's sensible. A... my exercise i'm doing quite well i'm doing better than i've done before okay and you know because you know me i hate exercise i like a class i like a class yeah. mostly involving mat work i like rolling around on a mat and i don't mind swimming but my eyes are a problem um but i'm a bit bored of walking and what I'd yeah. quite like, what you've triggered in me is I think, wouldn't it be great if every park at a certain time, they could advertise different times, um, had a country and western half an hour, just half an hour of line dancing. Oh, Jenny, that is a brilliant idea. I do think that local councils could yes. take it upon themselves mm-hmm. to mix it up a bit and mm. offer us some more park-based activities. Absolutely. All you need is somebody with some bloody great ghetto blaster, if that's what you still call them, and uh, or off we go. a beatbox. I'm not a sure what box. that a beatbox is. I think, <laughs> in fact, I think beatboxes is when people make noises with their mouths that sound like drums. So would Jeff joined in? So, so if that was happening in the park, would Jeff join in or not? Mike wouldn't. I would buy him some boots and a Stetson and I'd want him <laughs> spurs and I'd get him a, a check shirt and the whole thing. Thing is, I could Je- I could dress Jeff up as a cowboy really easily. Oh, he'd look good. I Honestly, he, as you were just saying that, I was thinking, do you know what? He, yeah. he, he's made for it. Yeah. Definitely. Do you I know what I overheard in the park uh, when... Uh, and this is the sort of depressing thing. This is why we need communal line dancing and music to drown out ridiculous things that people are saying that you can overhear. I overheard the girl in the park arguing with her mum on her mobile phone. And the girl was about 15. And 
Her, I don't think her mum knew that she was quite dressed up because her mum was on the other end of the mobile phone. The girl's in the middle of the park, right? And yeah. she's got a little skimpy black dress on and a very sort of jazzy sequined bolero-ish top thing. And she's quite made up and she's obviously got plans. And she's But she's on the phone to her mother. And I heard the girl say, Oh, didn't even know, mum. There's like a cure now. It's just your paranoia. <gasps> no. Yeah. And oh, I well, just... Really worrying, isn't it? Isn't it? I, and yeah. for a moment, I, th I felt like going over and saying, "Oh, do you know what? This isn't quite true. There is, you know, they've they found that a certain steroid will help certain people. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you have to be so ill to get that. To and it's no, it. you know, there's yes. no guarantee, and you know, it's not God. a cure all. And oh, you silly girl, silly you girl, you silly girl. But you, you know, you tell didn't tell fifteen-year-olds, can you? you? No. No, no, you range yourself in. It's um, it's a fine line, isn't it, these days as to whether we do intervene or not. Generally, it's I kept, um, I kept my trap shut, mean. Judith. I did. Yeah, yeah. we're probably yeah. right. She, yeah, she, she wouldn't good. listen to you anyway. She was just no. a silly old gal. <laughs> what do you know about anything? You old yeah. fart. I'm not going to listen to my mum. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> exactly. Get out of it. And. <laughs> I've had to take a back seat all week, really, to be honest, Judith. Uh, Father's Day as well. Now, is that celebrated in your house? Uh, it is. Not as much as probably Mother's Day. But yes, it is. Yes, of course it is. Absolutely, yes. Um, and we did see Sienna in her garden, uh, socially distanced and so on, which is very nice. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was nice for me too. But um, yeah, of course we did. Yeah, did you? Well, uh, no, well, well, I didn't. It's nothing to do with me. I'm not her dad, am I? Oh, you um, excluded. <laughs> You excluded. Sort of. Yeah, they have this sort of little pizza date. Normally she takes him out for a pizza. Oh. And I scream like he's some kind of five-year-old. I'm really anti-pizza. <laughs> I don't know why you stand on pizza, Judith. Tell me oh, what you think about pizza. What is the point of pizza? Well, it's just a fucking It's like sandwich. toast. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a toasted toast. sandwich. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, don't get your knickers in a twist over it. I don't want your hot ovens in this oven, near that oven, and you got one in the garden. I couldn't give a shit. It's a child's meal. No, no. toasted so, sandwich maker. It's all you need. Yeah, quite agree. Anyway, go on. So she, uh, there's this pizza place that everyone raves on about at the bottom of our street. Wood fired. <laughs> yeah, wood fired. Is it wood fired? Is it wood fired? I couldn't give a fuck. Um... <laughs> Um, so anyway, there's this pizza place down the bottom of my road and you can do takeaway. And it's quite clever because you phone up and they give you a time slot to come and pick your pizza up. So I was allowed to walk down the road with Phoebe, <laughs> two metres apart, to go and get her dad's pizza. And then I had to, they sat out in the garden eating the pizza and yeah. I was indoors having a salad on my own. Did you look through the window like so a child were, were, that wanted to be part of the party? They were having their date. So... <laughs> But uh, the dad thing is interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, you you loved your dad, didn't you? Oh, I loved my dad. He was a, he was a um, a travelling salesman for um, Kraft cheese. Have I talked about was this before? He? No, never. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he was. He Did was you very... have loads of free samples? Oh, the garage was. I remember <laughs> the the flip up garage, and it was it was it was stacked full of Cracker Barrel and. Um, uh, cheese slices and then because lots of things that came in from America you know that we didn't have like um, tomato ketchup and um, what else did he used to have a, a few sort of tin things and real coffee and all that sort of stuff but yeah yeah I was brought up on craft um, dairy lease um, you know God that's incredible 
Yeah. No, I just love that. He was, he was very funny, you know, actually, when I think about it. I can still hear my parents sort of um, giggling, you know, late at night because he'd tell he'd 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 make her laugh. He was funny and he was besotted with me. I mean, let's face it, that was the main thing. He was besotted with me. I could do no wrong. I think also you were an only child, so yeah. there was, you know, your that attention wasn't was never shared. Yes, um, that's I think right. I, I I really loved my dad. I mean, he I'm really lucky because he only died about. Oh, oh, five years ago, something like that. Can't yes. really remember. Yes, and he was how, how old was he when he died? He was ninety. Yeah, he was ninety you had when him for he quite died. A while, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I was really lucky, yeah. and I was. We were all with him when he died, and it was kind of terrible, but okay. And I'm really glad that I got that opportunity. I mean, you know, it's not something I'd like to do every day. Yeah. Uh, and he was. My dad was very funny as well, and I think that's was it? possibly. Yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, he sounds a bit like your dad in the, in the way... I mean, if you're going to be a travelling salesman, you've got to get on with everybody, haven't you? Yes, you've you got have, to get, definitely. you yeah. know, beyond the front gate and you've got to sort of persuade people that they want what you've got to sell them. And my dad, I mean, he was an army major, but he had the similar kind of... He was very everymanish and he could talk to anybody, anywhere, about anything because uh, he would always... I think that sometimes he could have been quite offensive. He's a bit like me. He he was sort of slightly uh, clumsy occasionally, but because he was very funny, people forgave him. And right. then you know that he, yeah, he was sort of. I'm still, but when I when I am allowed to go and see my mother, and it's all above board, you know, when I go round my local old town, mm. there are people stop me all over and go, oh, "I did love your dad. Your dad was so great." Aww. You know, I was. I was the barmaid at the Blossoms. I did, I worked at the golf club. Oh, your dad did make me laugh. Oh, I did oh, art really? classes with your dad. Your dad and I tried to learn French together. Oh, he was funny. Yes, yes. Oh, There's that's a... so lovely. I know, I know. And was he very proud of you, Jenny? I mean, if no, he, he, not particularly. He... Oh, of course he was. <laughs> no, uh, but he the must thing have is, been. My parents aren't really like that. My, they're not scrapbook parents, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think the world divides into scrapbook and non-scrapbook parents. There are some parents that keep scrapbooks of your achievements. Mm, mm. And my parents are not that kind of parent. I think that very quietly pleased for all of us having, you know, having been able to do what we wanted to do and make a living. That's been the main but did thing. But did he come and see you, your shows live? I mean, did, no, he, did he? No, Judith, because it would have been wildly inappropriate yes, because the I kind of material that I was doing... Would have, yeah, yeah. you know, A, he'd have looked a bit out of place and peculiar. Um, my mum was fortunately, I mean, he got quite ill for quite a long time. He was, his mobility was very bad. He'd sort of lost his knees in the parachuting incident and then he'd got plastic ones put in. And, of course, every time he sat close to the fire, they started to melt and you could kind of smell <laughs> his knees. Are you joking? I'm not joking. Are you kidding? Uh, so his his mobility was quite poor. So, but my mum saw some of the grumpy shows, and she'd seen she's seen some of the other sort of theatre stuff I've done. But the stand up, I always kind of said, I don't think you'll like it. You'll make me feel uh, yeah inhibited, self conscious. I yeah, bet so, I can imagine yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Oh, oh now are, listen. Yes. What we haven't talked about, Jenny Claire, is the Sunday Times. Now, I knew that your uh, book, Older and Wider, was going to be serialised in the Sunday Times, but I'd forgotten. And so I opened it up on Sunday, and there it was in all its glory. Three bloody pages, you clever Six old pages, thing. Judith, six pages, including the photos. Oh, <laughs> I think I did some counting. Um, lovely article, Jenny. 
It was a good, it was a good what they'd done. It was an extract from uh, Older and Wider, uh, A Survivor's Guide to the Menopause, uh, which I hope is the first of a series. I think we should just roll a few of these out. I think you should do one on gardening or or some, you know, picnicking and professional picnic making. I don't know. Um, And this one comes out on July the 2nd. And yeah, it was, I mean, it's behind the paywall, sadly, so most people won't have seen it. What does um, that mean? Well, it's, you, you mean, actually what? have to buy the physical paper or you have to uh, subscribe online to the Sunday Times, which yeah. is what I do. So anyway, it was a, a nice, chunky article. And they'd gone through the book because the book is actually uh, alphabetized. So it's uh, an A to Z of the menopause. So it's all sorts of little headings. And uh, they'd gone through and kind of filleted out what they wanted to put in. And I think they'd done quite a nice job. Oh, yeah. And I was I was really pleased with it because, you know, when you when those sort of things, you know, they're happening and there's a bit of you that feels utterly sick to your stomach uh, before you open the newspaper and (laughs) and see what's inside it in case, you know, the actuality of it is so awful. Absolutely. And um, but no, I was really, I was really pleased with it. Oh, and it's marvelous. So, I mean, and we're hoping, aren't we? Let's face it, that put lots of well, I think lots and lots of people will buy it, and that people get to know about the podcast as well because that would absolutely. be absolutely. Well, it's mentioned all the bleeding way through. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I tell you the things that I... What I thought about the, the extract and the book is that I think it's it's very funny and it's very empathetic and all of those things which 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 we'd expect from you but it's kind of you know it's sort of original and and it's um you know kind of contemplative and important as well um and I think that's great actually well thank you very much I think it's quite diary-ish so it's a sort of very personal account of of sort of what the menopause did to me and I think very much now, because I'm 60, it is, and I started my menopause at 52, so it's been eight years. And I do feel very much, and only this year do I feel out of the woods with it. Do you? Do you think yeah, you've come out? Yeah, only since about January of this year do I feel. And I also think writing the book kind of um, was very cathartic and very sort of finished it off for me. It That's was. It, it managed to put all my thoughts and feelings about this new kind of new me, the post uh, 50 me uh, in this this sort of 10 year block, 50 to 60, which is kind of really pivotal in all our lives. And it sort of put it all in a box for me. And it's helped enormously. And I feel now that I can just sort of move beyond. It's really good, but also it's very positive. I mean, I think the point is that what you were saying is, um, you know, there's that great David Bowie quote and there's a Simone de Beauvoir quote, which is, you know, if there's a point to old age, it's kind of becoming the person that you should always have been and and kind of, you know, finding the second skin and this kind of quite sort of deep 
um, honest somehow. You know, I think what the book is sa- says at the end is, I'd rather be the age I am now than 22. I'd... Yeah, that's right. But also it triggered in me lots of memories, which I'd completely forgotten of what I was like as a sort of reckless 30-year-old. And, I mean, you spoke about, uh, you know, that that sort of, I don't know, you know, excesses and self-doubt and, and so on. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, I suddenly remember all sorts of terrible things that I did as a reckless young woman. Um, what, was I mean, the, what do you think the worst, most dangerous or daftest things, thing that you did? Uh, I went to a cocktail party, if that, a sort of drinks party, really, yeah, with somebody yeah. I didn't know very well. To to you know, to uh, you know, I didn't know the hosts in Stockwell. And sometimes, if I'm on the bus coming to you, as I pass that that flat, it's a basement yeah. flat. I think, oh my god, that was a cliche because I I, so I think that somebody must have been mixing kind of dry martinis or something. And maybe I was a bit self-conscious and a bit nervous, but I knocked them back. But I remember going to the loo and just suddenly thinking, oh, I'm not sure I can stand up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely, de- completely debilitated. Looking at Ian, who'd, who'd taken me to the party. Who's, you, you can know, remember saying, his name. Yes, I can. Oh, well, I, th- I think he was my flatmate. That's right. He was my flatmate. Okay. And I said, oh, God, Ian, you know, I think I might have to go home. And he was completely useless. Said, well, I'm staying, you know, like tough shit. You're on your own, kid. Um, and this I was going to say this boy, but this bloke sort of said, look, I'll take you home. And and I remember at the time thinking, this is a really dangerous thing to do because what am I doing? You know, and he took me home and he put me to bed. And I thought, well, he's either a serial killer or he's a really nice bloke. <laughs> but I'm, I'm slightly sure. too pissed to care. Yeah, and put a bucket by the by by the bed. And he said, well, I'm going back to the party, but you'll be fine. And I, and I, I just conked out, woke up the next morning and he gave me some breakfast. But by bloody hell, that was sailing close to the wind, wasn't it? Did he stay the night? Did he stay the night? Oh, no, no, he came back and stayed in his own flight. Does he give me me his spare room? But, I mean, yeah, I didn't know him from Adam. So so he took you back to his house and put you to bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, God, he's like a kind of superhero, the superhero of pissed young women. Absolutely. Sort of sailing around London and finding them, saying, right, back to mine, I'll put you in in the sick bed with the the party bucket. bucket. With the party bucket, yeah. But also I remember giving a party in Bristol. I loved living in Bristol. And and, and, and I don't know how this happened, and I'd forgotten all about it until I read your article, but sort of about two-thirds of the way through... Um, I don't know how, but somebody said, oh, you know, there's a party in Abbey Road Studios that we're all invited to because we all worked at Nationwide, you know. I said, really? Abbey Road Studios? Oh, Not the one in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so me, you're going to go from Bristol to London yeah, so, for a party? Yeah, so me and David Kitson, completely recklessly and terribly rudely, said to everybody, look, we've been invited to a party at Abbey Road Studios. I'm sure you don't mind. Let yourselves out. Off we went. Got on the M5 because it was foggy. And uh, that served us right, didn't it? So by the time we got there, it was all over. That really did. That was, that was a good comeuppance. And were you drink hell. driving? Were you drink driving, yeah. Judith? Mm. Well, think, <laughs> but you know, I think we used to do an awful lot of that. I remember coming back um, over Hammersmith fly, fl- um, flyover, often yeah. thinking, OK, well, I'll just, I'll just recite to myself my registration number because if the police pull me over, if I can remember that, they'll wave me on. They'll be fine. Outrageous behaviour. Did you never do that? Well, well, fortunately, I didn't learn to drive till quite late. But I've never been able to remember my registration number. So even if I'm stone cold sober, if I got stopped and they asked me, they'd think I was pissed, you know. 
But enough of us getting older and all yes. that. And yes, I want yes, to get on to yes. Puppygate now. I'm kind of looking. I am looking forward to it. Of course, I am looking forward to it. But the kind of the fact that it really is happening has suddenly. Yeah. It's a live dog. Shit. Yeah. Shit. It's going to need you. It's going to need me, Jenny. It's going to be. I mean, honestly, I've been reading these chapters about what I'm going to have to do in in the night and everything. I think I might have to buy some PPE. I mean, it sounds as if it's going to be. You know, we're going to have. The, you know, like in zoos when you go to the elephant house. Yeah. And they've got those great big hoses. I think it's going to be a bit like that in our in our kitchen. Have to Why go do you down. think it's going to piss and shit all over the place? Of course it is. I think I think I've got every morning. At the moment I put my dressing gown on, I potter around all nicely and everything. You know, make myself some orange juice and everything. <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna be like those those that you know. Your world's gonna shatter. Oh Jesus! What have we done? What you, I tell you what, you will love it. You will love it, though. Yeah, I hope uh, genuinely, because so. I've I've seen my brother um, when he came social distance in the in the garden, and when he talked about his new dog, his face changed. Judith, oh, and did he it. went all a bit slack jawed, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just and he, he, did, he did tell a very funny story there because they only have a tiny back garden like ours as well, and they got this new dog, and his wife's. Um, has other family with a massive garden. So they were invited to a socially distance, you know, afternoon, do whatever, uh, or just say hello in this massive garden. They took the brand new puppy. They'd only had oh, it yeah. literally overnight. And they took the, and the puppy looked at this garden. He scampered off and he ran round trees and he just, oh. he was exploring everywhere and obviously an absolute element. And Ben said, you know, and then they took him home <laughs> to death. And this dog's first lesson is, hey, mate, you know, it's not all roses, love. It's not all roses. This life, this life. You think it's going to be all right? Look at this. Look at where you live, you twat. <laughs> Get real. Yeah. Oh, at least you've got a nice big garden. And what about um, names? Um, now, we had some... Ellen's got a cat called uh, Marble. And so James's idea is that we called it Mabel. So Mabel and Marble, that was a stupid idea, James. No, I like Mabel. I like dogs called Mabel. I think Mabel's a nice name. Maisie? Well, Maisie's good as well. Maisie's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll have to see her first. I think we'll have to see her first. And then what we'll do is put names in the hat. That's what we did when we had our dog all those hundreds of years ago. Whether I'll have time um, once the dog arrives to actually do all my projects and my hobbies, I don't know. Oh, no, you mustn't start resenting the dog. No, I mean, I have I think what I've done actually over the last few weeks is I've sort of, you know, I've gone a bit kind of um, project crazy, really. What what with sort of the, you know, that, that rowing boat and bits and pieces and the old upcycling. I've been... I've been very into upcycling, Jenny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I've just I've just done another chest of drawers in a very nice cream and a sort of gr with grey kind. Of... Actually, why didn't I put a, a photo on the Instagram? Well, put a photo on the, our Instagram account, which is of course older and wider yeah, well, podcast. Very you can good. find us on the Instagram, and then we, you know, you can email us as well. Can you remember that address, Judith? Can you remember older, the email address? Olderwiderpod at gmail .com. Yeah, you didn't sound very confident, but you're absolutely no, right. Now, I just want a, a mental picture, though, before you put the picture up of this chest of drawers. And where's it going to go in the house? What's it for? It's going to go in the summer house. Okay, Are you using that chalk account. paint? No, oh no! I've got, I've got I've got an electric sander these days. Oh, I've gone I've gone full on, Jenny. Oh. I've gone I've gone the full on sander. Nice, yes, exactly. nice. Because yeah, of course, yeah. my decoupage door is up. 
Well, yes. I mean, my my chest of drawers is nothing compared to your decoupage dark. Oh, God, I can't say it. Well, nobody compared... can say it. <laughs> nobody can say decoupage. You can't even say it. No, I Jenny. can't. I didn't do French. Every time I say, I, I've talked to my sister about my decoupage, and every time I say decoupage, she sneers at me. <laughs> well, because what you're doing is you're going dick decoupage. Yeah. <laughs> decoupage. You know what I mean? I've stuck some stuff on the door. That's basically oh, it's what beautiful. I've done. Jenny, it is, it is. I'm really, really proud of it, and it sort of it means that now if I do a Zoom meeting, I don't feel so shamed by the dullness of my boiler door. And I think it distracts from how shit I'm looking, which is the main thing. <laughs> oh, stop you know, it. I'm hoping people are going to, if I'm in a Zoom meeting, they'll be looking over my shoulder going, oh, look at that decapur, well, decapurge door. Of course they will be. And look every time you go door. past it, do you just sort of, is there a little bit of, oh, look, it's quite good. Isn't yes, it? Judith. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. yes. And I think that is it. That, I tell you what, that is the, is, is the, satisfaction isn't it of doing things yourself because everything that i've kind of made myself has worked yeah. you do you just catch yourself don't you think oh, quite good <laughs> even you know when i dyed my undies pink the other day when i put on my pair of pink pants because they were i had this horrible pair of vanilla colored pants and i dyed them pink and i put those on and i think oh look at my new pink pants i dyed myself how wonderful exactly yes yeah. exactly Anyway, listen, we've got we've yatted on a lot now. Yeah. And we, it's time to go to our, our cultural roundup of the week. So I'm going to throw to you, Judith, and ask you, what are you watching on the television? Well, still very much into Mad Men. And um, my God, it's good, Jenny. I can't remember. I think you said you'd started it a bit like us and you hadn't finished it. Yeah. Um, and what's astonishing is, you know, how life was really in the 60s. Um, I mean, the black segregation is horrific. Like, oh, I don't know whether where's it set, up. by the way. Oh, it says so. in Manhattan. Right. Um, but literally, there are two service lifts um, with with um, a black guy operating the lift, obviously for all the kind of white workers. And then mm. once or twice, what would happen is they'd say, you know, another sort of black guy would get in with a mop or whatever um and and the and the operator would say oh do you mind you know the service lift is is out of order so 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 so, so i'm assuming that that's what happened is black people went in the service lift to do their service jobs and then the kind of you know the well-paid people white people went in the other one and this is in our lifetimes for god's yeah, sake no, this is when we were um, we were small children well, yeah, and and also there's you know there's the situation with women as well. The kind of, God, the sort of sexual innuendo and the bottom pinching and yeah, the kind of expectation that women would just be the secretaries and so on and all that. And it just makes you, I mean, you know, that's obviously the backdrop, isn't it? In the context, it's what mm. makes it sort of meaty and interesting. Um, and then you know the Nixon Kennedy election has just happened with the kind of real footage. I had no idea it was that close. No, well, you see, I think that people sort of slag off television as a a, a uh, non-intellectual thing. But in actual, I I learn more from television and things like, uh, well, I don't know what, I'm struggling now. (laughs) (laughs) Considering I've started, uh, yes, thank you, Judith. Considering I've started another series of uh, Skin Wars, the body painting competition, which isn't (laughs) particularly uh, uh, of much intellectual merit, but... Um, I, I want now to start the... Uh, what I need to do, what I went wrong with Mad Men, is I started in the middle and just didn't get into it. I didn't know oh, who yeah, they you were. Oh, you've got to start from the beginning. It's fantastic. Start from scratch, yeah. yeah. Same as but me. But are, are you still on The yeah. Sopranos? Still on The Sopranos. I mean, 
Uh, we're at the end of series two now. Uh, everyone says there's one dodgy series within the six or seven that they did. Always is, isn't there? Yeah, always there's always is. one. Um, yep. But I still, at the moment, I'm still enjoying every single second of it. I'm still recommending I May Destroy You. I think some of it gets very distressing, but I think it's absolutely incredible. I'm going to do a little plug for Little Lifetimes now, which is the 15-minute dramas on Radio 4 um, that can be caught up with on sounds that I wrote Um and then we're on books. Yeah, no, I've just finished a book which I've really, really enjoyed called Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owen. Have you heard of it? Yes, very much so. It's one of the biggest sellers at the moment. Oh, is it? It was yeah, a book club um, suggestion. And I listened to it on Audible and I it's really, really clever. It's just one of those um, sort of unfolding, but unfolding in a really sort of clever, unusual way sort of, I suppose, crime thriller, but also the central character. It's set in, in segregated, again, America, actually, in North Carolina um, in the, well, 60s and 70s. Actually, interestingly, I've just noticed the parallel with Mad Men. And again, you know, it has that sort of historical context. So, yeah, it's good. Really good. OK. It very, very much. So, Judith, bookwise, I'm now on Magpie Lane, a twisty-turny psychological mystery written by Lucy Atkins. I've only just started it. So what I know so far is it's narrated by Dee, who's a middle-aged nanny with a backstory I'm yet to discover. Dee has been employed to look after an eight-year-old selectively mute girl called Felicity, who is the, the daughter of the head of an Oxford college. But she has gone missing. Now, as wow. I say, I'm only a couple of chapters in. Apart from the nanny Dee, there's a dead mother, a stepmother and a new baby also in the family setup. Set in as the current day? Set in the well before lockdown, current day yeah. before the Ooh, pandemic, yes. pre-corona, Ooh, yes. current yes. day. Yeah, setting itself up to be a proper, you know, old not old-fashioned because it's very contemporary, but a proper thumping good summer holiday read. Nice, nice. Yes. That sounds good. I could recommend that. I mean, it's not taxing, but I needed something a little lighter than Hamnet, which kind of just trod on my heart quite a lot. Uh, the the book I finished last week. Okay, so that's enough of the cultural roundup. Um, so the emails, lots of nice emails. Um, and uh, I tell you what, there's been somebody called Belinda. Did you see Belinda's emails? Yeah, she yes, sent I... some great ideas yes. about sort of beauty and health. Well, it was more the health angles that I was interested yeah. in. Now, given up on the beauty shit, I don't care. <laughs> um, but she suggested progesterone cream for something or other but i was more interested in her suggestion of absolute collagen yeah because she said it was helping her with her receding gums she said it's well, also yes. helping with her hair bones and temper tantrums but i'm not that fussed my hair's okay my skin's okay but my receding gums are a problem judith guess what i've done already i have already thanks to belinda's email ordered the absolute collagen have you yeah, that, that's interesting because I think it's the stuff they sell in boots, which is those. Is it liquid? Is it liquid yes. collagen? Yeah. Yes. But no, it sounds like. It's a, but it's not cheap, is it? Not 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 unless you found a good a good value one. I thought it was quite expensive. 
Well, it is a bit pricey, and if I don't get results, Judith, I'm going. I won't be taking it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I expect within two weeks for my gums to have grown back. I really do. I want at least a quarter of an inch of gum growth. Yeah, Otherwise, but this is always the problem, isn't it? With any um, treatment or, or vitamin, yeah. anything yeah. I have ever bought from Holland and Barrett, you think, oh yeah, great, yeah, I'll we'll definitely do that. Yeah, you yeah, know, buy one day. get one free. I'll stock yeah. up on that. Absolutely. And you start. Yeah. I'll start off, and then if it doesn't work, like in twenty. Four yeah. hours, it goes in the back of the cupboard. Can't be asked. It's a problem, isn't it? I bet you it says yeah. on the on the on the packet it's going to. You can't see the results for several weeks. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah, who's got that time? Anyway, uh, Claire, uh, who's sixty four, got in touch and she said she was listening to us while filling up the car. She forgot to put the handbrake on. <laughs> she got so carried Claire. away. Yeah, could have been carnage. <laughs> Then we've got a, an email from Alison Shaw, 57, from South Sea, suffering from empty nest and asking whether art will kind of fill the gap. Uh, yeah, it will a bit, but I suggest, Alison, you buy Older and Wider, a survivor's guide to the menopause because there's a whole chapter dealing with the empty nest. And my art tip uh, for anyone thinking of, of beginning to muck about with some painting, uh, acrylics, not watercolours, and the best paper you can afford. Mm, good tips. Very, very good tips. A nice, a nice segue into the book. Very good. <laughs> did you uh, notice what I did there? I was oh, fucking very good. And then also, did you see from Valerie Mills? She wants a mug, an older and wider mug, which we must one day get onto. Yeah. And she said she googled older and wider mug. Do you know what came up? Beakers I, 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 for I the bet, elderly. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> really. Those sort of Tommy Tiptree beakers for old people. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. get you've got handles on either side. Maybe in the future, if we get much older, we should do a version of older and wider mugs that are beakers for the elderly, but have our logo on them. Why not? Indeed. Why not? Indeed. That's a whole new market, isn't it? So we're going to tap into the care homes. <laughs> uh, and finally, um, Lisa Myers, she's menopausal. Oh, Judith, did you read this one? She's menopausal and having to wear a yeah. mask in the office. Yes, yes, I know. And she said she thinks she might be a walking fire risk. Oh, God, I'm feeling your pain, Lisa. Absolutely. Absolutely. She should at least be allowed to be topless. That is my <laughs> final word on that. <laughs> Judith, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. Yeah. Um, I have to say right now I am exhausted. So I'm going to, I'm going to bail out of the podcast. What about you? Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot, We're hot and flustered now. now. Hot and flustered. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Daisy. We will uh, receive with gratitude your emails and anything you send us on Instagram. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this podcast. Spread the word if you can. And uh, Older and Wider, the menopause book uh, by my good self is available for pre-order on Amazon and will be out in any bookshops from the 2nd of July. Thank you very, very much indeed. We'll join you again next week. Cheers all. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.